In this episode, we have two main topics to discuss. So first off, we will discuss Jerome Powell and what he said during his meeting at the IMF today. Also, we will talk about FinCEN Week and what Brad Garlinghouse and Brian Brooks had to say today. But before we begin, down below, you will see a link. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at the XRP Bully. I am the most active on Twitter. That is the XRP Bully. Down in the description, you will see the link. I am not a financial advisor, and this is not financial advice. I am the XRP bully. Now, I posted this tweet, and I want to read this tweet to you that I posted. So it says that, so the panel at the IMF mainly talked about two main ideas. Number one, making cross-border payments faster, and number two, banking the unbanked. At this point, if you don't think XRP is positioned to solve these problems, then you are willfully blind. And ladies and gentlemen, I stand by the statement. You are willfully blind and willfully ignorant if you don't think that Ripple will position XRP to solve these problems of banking the unbanked and making cross-border payments faster and cheaper. I mean, this is the whole entire purpose of XRP. And to those people, the fudsters out there that think that XRP will not be used, all I have to say is just wait and see. Just wait and see because I am not in the business of trying to convince anybody to invest any amount of money in anything. I am in the business of giving you information, showing you what I know, and you draw your own conclusions from that. Now, with that being said, let's listen to what Jerome Powell had to say today uh, during, like sorry, during the uh, panel discussion at the IMF. Let's listen in. By saying right uh, that we are committed to carefully and thoughtfully evaluating the potential costs and benefits of a central bank digital currency for the U.S. economy and payment system, as well as for its international implications. We've been actively participating with other central banks and the BIS in that work, and we feel that that collaboration has been very productive. We have not made a decision to issue it, a CBDC, and we think that there's a great deal of work yet to be done as well as extensive public consultation to be had with all stakeholders before making such a decision. I'd like to... So discussion with public stakeholders need to be had before making a decision. So obviously he's saying that he has not, or the Federal Reserve has not decided uh, on whether or not they are going to issue a CBDC or not. Um, but ladies and gentlemen, come on. Like, <laughs> do I need to like paint a picture for you? Like they are issuing a CBDC. It's not a matter of if, it's, a, it's only a matter of when. When they tell you on the news that they are just quote unquote thinking about it, just, that means that they've already rolled it out. Okay, not rolled it out, but they've already created it and they're about to roll it out. Okay, so that's what we're waiting for. We're waiting for the Federal Reserve to come out and say that, yes, we do have a CBDC. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you that that message is going to come sooner rather than later. Now, this week is also DC FinCEN, FinTech Week, excuse me. And I completely forgot about this. So FinTech Week is where um, domestic... Um, uh, I guess, uh, payment providers and people in the financial industries, uh, they come together and they talk about the future of uh, financial technology. And Brad Garlinghouse, no surprise, was there as well. So let's listen to a clip of what Brad Garlinghouse had to say on the first day of FinTech Week. Let's listen in. The sales process, a, a little higher friction. Now, on the other hand, 
the dynamics of the pandemic have highlighted some of the huge gaps in our financial infrastructure. Uh, you know, from moving from cash to digital, uh, and it, I think it highlights how some of the unbanked and underbanked have been left behind by what's happening globally. And so that coupled with you know, massive inflation of fiat currencies, you know, that's really good for the, the, the crypto industry at large. You know, it's not at all a surprise to me to see that the broader crypto market overall, you know, according to you know, the, the sources that I think you and I both looked at, it's up somewhere around 90% this year. Uh, and I, I, I'm pretty bullish about what the, the next year or two or three looks like for the crypto market at large. And it's largely because when you, you know, print as much fiat stimulus, fiat currencies as we're seeing globally, uh, that, that will lead to inflation. It does devalue those fiat currencies. And so uh, I think you, you know, obviously gold doing very well, you see crypto doing very well, and I think that'll continue to be the case. And ladies and gentlemen, I do need to mention the Keynesians that may be listening to this episode today. And I cannot stress this enough. The definition of inflation, the original definition of inflation is the expansion of money supply. It is not increasing prices. The definition of inflation is the expansion of money supply. And Brad Garlinghouse hits the nail right on the head. He does believe that printing excessively will lead to inflation. That is inflation in its definition. So this is why Brad Garlinghouse is very bullish on cryptocurrencies. And he mentioned gold as well. I mean, no surprise, he has mentioned gold. So for those who think that uh, XRP and, and gold have no correlation with each other, they actually do. In my opinion, or in my estimation, I do believe that we're headed back towards a gold standard um, so that you can base um, all the, the value of all assets on gold and silver. But then also you need a way to transfer um, value quickly and efficiently. So that is why XRP is in, is, is in, excuse me, is in a very prime position to do that, to be the transfer of value from one country to another. Now, also, Brian Brooks was at FinTech Week. He spoke a little bit at FinTech Week. So let's listen in to what he has to say about FinTech Week, about the future of financial technology in the United States. Now, for those who don't know, Brian Brooks is the acting comptroller of the currency. And if you don't know uh, what that is, they basically oversee uh, regulations um, uh, surrounding uh, uh, banks. Uh, so let's listen in to what Brian Brooks has to say. So I'm going to kind of come at it from that perspective. What we're trying to do with these letters is to solve the problem of um, banks over the last four or five years have basically treated um, crypto as though it was like a pawn shop or, you know, uh, some other kind of or, you know, a drug dispensary, some other kind of disfavored business that can't be touched. And the truth of the matter is that like with any new financial asset, there are very, very strong positives. I'll talk about those in a second. There are also risks, and government has just not said enough about either the positives or the risks to create any kind of a safe framework in which banks felt comfortable operating. And so what we're trying to do is to, on the one hand, clearly articulate where we think the most important risks are. And, you know, among others, we think those are in the world of money laundering and BSA compliance and terrorism financing. Those are real risks, hence the language about hosted wallets. Um, but on the other hand, we also do see a future where decentralization is very likely an unstoppable force out there. Decentralized networks, by definition, are cheaper, faster, 
and more resilient than any kind of centralized structure. And now that the technology exists to make that possible, it seems not only good, but inevitable that those things will arise. So our point was, let's identify the risks. Let's also articulate that we believe there are strong use cases for these things, and banks should feel free to participate so long as they can adequately manage risk. We're Ladies and gentlemen, I just have to give a round of applause to Brian Brooks because guess what? There are a couple of things that he mentioned that I want to go over. Now, he mentioned um, that for such a long time, the cryptocurrency was sort of like a wild, wild west. And also, um, they are tracking um, the uh, use of cryptocurrency uh, when it comes to money laundering and terrorist financing. And I tell you time and time again that crackdowns are coming. Crackdowns are already here. Major exchanges are being cracked down on. Okay, people are being cracked down on and it will only increase as the days and weeks go by, ladies and gentlemen. And also he mentions decentralization. Brad Garlinghouse has gone on record stating that XRP is inherently supposed to be decentralized. It is a decentralized cryptocurrency. He states that decentralized cryptocurrencies make payments faster and cheaper. What other cryptocurrency can do this? What is the fastest and cheapest cryptocurrency out there? XRP. XRP, ladies and gentlemen, this is why I'm so bullish on XRP. This is why I'm so bullish on XRP. And some of you will miss the train. Some of you will miss the XRP train. And if you miss the XRP train, You'll most likely miss the XLM train too. I'm bullish on Stellar Lumens too. But this channel is about XRP, so we're just going to talk about XRP. I am bullish on XRP when I hear this type of news, and you should be too. Now, ladies and gentlemen, thank you all for listening. I'll be back tomorrow with more bullish news on everything in the XRP and cryptocurrency community. Until next time, thanks for tuning in. I'm the XRP Bully signing out.